Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, saints of God, ladies and gentlemen, amen, men and women, amen, of the faith this morning, hallelujah, sons and daughters this morning. We just give God honor, glory, and praise this morning. We come to him this morning in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just delighted this morning to be here, to be on the line with you all this morning. Pastor Sheridan and I this morning are here this morning. We're just excited that the Lord allowed us to see another day, a brand new day we never seen before today. And that's enough right there to praise him, y'all, that he opened our eyes this morning to allow us to rise and to shine and to go forth because the light has come. And we know now by the gathering this morning that the light of the Lord has come upon us. Amen. And we are to go forth and walk in it this morning. Amen. While so many are out there drifting around in darkness this morning, we decide to come and gather together on this line in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he said we're two or three gathered together in his name. There he is in the midst. So the light of the world is in the midst, y'all. I don't know about you, but I sense his glory this morning because I sense his presence this morning. And that's why there's such fullness of joy this morning. And I feel the pleasures of the Lord. I feel that right now, amen, that he's all around us, no matter where we are this morning, that that joy, that excitement that you feel this morning, it came from within your spirit. It didn't come from outside because that's what the world gives you. But my God, that joy that's in your bones, that's like fire this morning, as you begin to talk about the Lord this morning, as you begin to chime in this morning, as you begin to unify this morning, as we begin to come together as one voice this morning, that joy was released this morning and it's become our strength this morning. We're strengthened by it. We're emboldened. We're empowered by the joy of the Lord this morning. And so this morning, amen. We're just so glad to be here. Let's get into this word this morning. Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you this morning, Lord God, that we're able to gather together in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of your son, Jesus. We thank you that you're already moving. We thank and praise you this morning, Lord, that you are doing a wonderful work in the earth today, Lord God. Hallelujah. As we are so surrounded with so much uncertainty, so much uh, darkness, oh God, but we believe that there is a light that's shining, Lord God. God, that's come near us and is shining through your word, through the counsel of your word, through the acknowledging of your word, that you are God and beside you there is no other God. You got up out of that grave and when you did, you got up with all power in your hand and you today are still releasing that power, Lord God. And so, Father, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus that we open up your word and look at what happened when you, when you rose again. Even though there was mourning, there was sadness, even then, even now, Lord, our hearts mourn, our hearts mourn for those that are still lost, that those who don't know this truth, these revelations. We're praying this morning that at the end of this lesson that someone will, will, will know the truth and the truth will make them free. That's our prayer this morning. Have your way and use this this morning to distribute, Lord God, and to proclaim and to declare your good news, Lord God, to a broader audience this morning that they may be reached that don't know you, God, and they may be drawn closer to you, Lord God, because Jesus arose from that grave on the third day that after his glorification, that many might be saved, Lord God. And so that's our prayer this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the revelation that we're about to discover right now as we open up your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, all right then. Praise the Lord again. This is Pastor Lester here with my lovely wife, Pastor Sharon. And we're going to get into this word this morning, Thursday morning. Amen. Uh, August the 5th. Amen. Just so excited. 2021. And this morning, amen, we're going to be talking about the revelation, the subject this morning of the revelation of Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And uh, we're coming out of the scripture text this morning in the book of John chapter 20. Uh, we're going to take a look this morning uh, at verse 11 and try to get down to verse 17 this morning. 
And this deals with a, a, a great recognition. You know, it's something when you recognize that God, you, you eliminate everything else because we, we have eyes to see sometimes and we're so smart and so wise sometimes to things that are going on in our world. We've learned a few things, amen. And it has allowed us the ability sometimes to recognize when there's trouble lurking around, to recognize when there's something good over here, to recognize when it's a good deal, to recognize when it's a bad deal. You know, and sometimes we just recognize too much stuff and it gets us in trouble, amen. But this is a great recognition here to, for them to go to that grave and find out that he had rose. Amen. And so it's time for us to recognize that the Lord is risen. He's no longer in that grave. Amen. And we don't we shouldn't look for him among the dead. But we should look for him, uh, uh, you know, among the living. Amen. Because he is alive. He lives inside of us. Amen. Amen. And so all these dead works out here that people are looking for success, you know, they're looking for a breakthrough, they're looking for a way forward. You got to come out of those dead works. That's why he told Ezekiel to look out there and tell me what you see. And he said, I saw dry bones. And he said, but can these dry bones live? Amen. And so we got to understand that as we this morning recognize that Jesus Christ did get up out that grave, this has got to be more than just, uh, you know, a, a, a resurrection Sunday message or a last seven day message. This has got to be something that we continue to recognize for the rest of our life. Amen. And just in case a chance pop up that we can share with someone and they too can recognize, they too eyes can be open as the as the, the disciples and the crowd went and looked inside the tomb and saw that everything Jesus had proclaimed, everything that had been prophesied and foretold did happen. Amen. Just like it said, nobody took him away. He rose and went away. Amen. Only to reveal himself and appear to them as a risen savior. Amen. So this was a great recognition. Jesus Christ appears to Mary. That that's what was so great. She was the first one to go there and look in the in the in the, in the tomb and didn't see him there. And she ran and told everybody. But she came back a second time and the angel spoke to her this time. You know who who you looking for? You know who, who you know why why you looking in here? This is where they put dead folks. You know, amen. So it was a great recognition for her. And I'm telling you, I'm praying as we open up the word this morning that there will be a great recognition for some of us. Maybe some Mary's on the phone. I don't know. I know the name of some of you on the phone, but I pray just like it was a great recognition for her that this revelation will expand this morning and some of you will see things that you never saw heard that it be revealed to you because that's what revelations are and when I was reading this man I I even recognized some things as much as I've read there's something some new things fell on my spirit and my heart and my mind this morning and I was giving God the praise some of the other reference scriptures that you can read you know the, these 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 uh, encounters where he appeared to her is over in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 1 through 15, the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 1 through 11, and the book of Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 49, the King James Bible. And I'm not going to go read all of those. I might reference a few of them as we go through this. If I don't, you know, hold, hold it against my heart, you know, put just charge it to my heart. Amen. I'm, it's so much here that's being revealed. Verse 11, though, just to get us kicked off, it says, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. I love that word weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the supporter. So here Mary now, she returns, okay? She'd been there once. She ran away with good news. Now she comes back and she returns and to the tomb, stooped down. She now is weeping convulsively, totally in a different mindset than at the first, at 3 a.m. when she showed up on her earlier visit. 
you know. So now she's had an opportunity to pass share and to process some things. You know, it's beginning to set in now. Yes. I, I'm telling you, man, I believe that when people began to take what Jesus proclaimed he was going to do, take it the way it is, don't add nothing to it or take nothing from it. I'm telling you something. When I read this, man, I could feel her pain. I could feel I even wept last yesterday when I was working on this, man. I, I wept because I could feel what took place. You know, finally, she's realizing finally when we realize, amen, when we visit these scriptures, when we open up this word and begin to see what our Savior endured, that we might have this freedom and liberty together like we're gathering without any restraints placed on us, you know, to know that he did do what he said he was going to do. I'm telling you, if it don't cause something to trigger in you, man, if it don't stir something in you, so I could feel her, her, her passion. I could feel what she was feeling when she went the second time. Sometimes it's worth opening up the scripture and read that scripture again, you know, to read it again. As many times that we've read this, I never read it like I read it yesterday. See, I read it yesterday with some more insight. I read it yesterday with some more personal connection to it. You know, that, man, this was for me, man. You know, he got up for me. He got up for my family. He got up for my children, my children, children. He got up, man, for this, this undeserving lost world that we live in, this dark world. He did that for them. And so when I, when I look with her into the tomb, man, and he wasn't there, I'm telling you, man, a joy was released in my spirit to say, he has risen, y'all. He has risen. He's at the right hand of the father he's no longer in that grave he's no longer dead he's alive and long as he's alive we can live we don't have to die we can live we got a chance at life eternal life we got a chance to learn something about him so that we can spend eternity with him can't do it if you don't know about him and so sometimes we got to look in here and examine what all we have through his death through his burial, through his resurrection you know, it's so much here, you know, and life being one of the key things that we have in him. And so I'm so glad she went and took another look just to reaffirm. Sometimes we got to take a second look and reaffirm these promises that he made us, you know, just to make sure that we know that we know that we know. He want us to know that truth, man, that the grave could not hold him. Come on, y'all. He took the victory out of it. He took the sting out of it. You know, and that last that last enemy that he's going to defeat when he comes back is going to be death because there's still some people right now that are spiritually dead, don't want to die. Amen. But he's coming a second time, just like she went a second time to be sure he's coming a second time to be sure that we have endured to the end. We've held on. We've been faithful to the very end so we can see what the end going to be. Then we will forever be with the Lord. Right now, it does not appear what we shall be. But this one thing we hoping for, this one thing we know, y'all, by the scriptures, because we looked into the perfect law of liberty, and we've been constantly looking in there. We've been consistently looking in there, and we've been discovering things that we never discovered before. And this thing that we do know, man, that, you know, that when he shall appear, we're going to be just like him, you know, just like him, just like him, because we're going to see him the way he is. Oh, man, I tell you, boy, I'm so glad that she took a second look. Allow me to take a second look at what she took a second look at. You know, she stooped down. She can. I'm telling you, says she weep convulsively, totally in a different mindset than the first time she came at 3 a.m. She was thinking somebody had took his body. But this time, man, she realized he has risen once again. Stooping. She, like others before her, looked in. Man, I'm telling you, Bible says in the book of James, any man who look in the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. He shall, he, ma'am, to he gonna be blessed, he gonna prosper, and he gonna have good success. Mary don't know how her life is getting ready to be changed. We don't know how our life can change if we take another look at these scriptures, if we take another look at what our father did through his son on that cross. 
mm, change your life, you know, change your life. You know, she was expecting to see his, to see his risen body still in the grave wrapped, you know, in <laughs> grave clothes. But did she think that once she had accused earlier of someone taking his body, that suddenly he was brought back, put back in the grave? What about what he had claimed? He would do so that the scripture could be fulfilled. You know, she's she starting to come into the realization now. You know, sometimes it takes a while for people to come into the realization and realize that without God, man, we, we don't have nothing. She realizing it right now, man, that everything he had said was true. You know, I, I said to myself, I said, man, would, would I have been thinking, well, maybe they brought his body back. Maybe they got scared. No, 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 no. If they didn't take his body, they couldn't bring it back. You know, he, he, he had the power to raise it up again. They had nothing to do with it. So her mind is being changed right now. Verse 12, he says, and see if two angels, look at God, two angels in white setting, sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. To her surprise, you know, the at this time, her first startling sight was she saw two angels. Come on now. God will always put somebody there to confirm or affirm. You just got to make sure you're in the right place. All these folks, man, that's looking for another way, these 4,400 different denominations, because they don't want to believe just the simple truth about Jesus, that he did get up out of that grave. He's no longer in that grave. You know, some people still got him on the cross. That means that they still crucified him every day because they're looking for another way. But see, if you look for, for, for witnesses, God said, you know, hey, I, I, if you have the Holy Ghost, you are a witness. Whether you witness or not, that's on you. That's between you and God. Your, your, your eternal reward is going to depend on how much you witness. But if you don't have the spirit of God in you, meaning God with you, in you, the paracletos, it's, it's almost impossible for your witness to be, be a, a true witness. You know, you might end up with a form of godliness. You might can make a good case, I know the Lord, but do you really, really intimately know him? He said, because if you don't have my spirit, you ain't mine. As many as receive him, to them gave you the power to become the sons of God. He gave you his spirit. That's the earnest down payment. That's the seal on your eternity. That's the seal on your life. You have, we have no way, Pastor Sharon, of working out our eternal salvation in the doing to the end without the Holy Ghost. You might, you might do some things right. You know, you, you might recognize some things, you know, and, and, and avoid some stuff, some pitfalls, some problems. But without the Holy Ghost, see, we can't win spiritual victories. You know, some of our education and skill and experience in the secular world, it, it allows us sometimes to not repeat history and make the same mistake. But see, when you come up against this spiritual battle, none of that stuff do you any good because we ain't fighting against flesh and blood. So we have to know the truth so that after we know the truth and we are free, now we can receive the spirit of truth. And he can be with us. He can, he can come alongside of us and we're going through life on this journey and counsel with us and remind us and guide us and lead us and even convict us, advise us and warn us. Bring things back to our remembrance. Why? He's the spirit of truth. That's what he does. And there are people trying to go through this life without him. And they have no recollection and no recognition that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. That's why they kill each other. They don't realize that there's a penalty for taking life. They don't belong to you. He's the one that says, I gave you your life and I have the right to take it. 
if you live by the sword, you die by it. Because we don't have the witness of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth to, to guide us, to direct us, and to warn us that you can't go there. You can't go that way. Go this way. This is the benefit of him getting up out of that grave, you know, so that we can receive power from the Holy Ghost. And to her surprise, you know, she saw this startling sight of these two angels. You know, she saw two angels there. And they didn't just, wasn't just there. They were there on a mission, you know. They were there on a mission. They were there on a mission, you know. And their mission was to calm her down, to assure her, to remind her. Did he not tell you this already would happen? There's nothing new under the sun. What God said then and he's saying now, he's going to say tomorrow. He does not change his message. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same that those major prophets prophesied. It's the same that those minor prophets prophesied. We don't need all these new prophets running around out here, man, spreading all this false gospel, falsehood. We need to go back and look again, you know, look again into the tomb as she looked in. Stoop down with her right now. Humble yourself. Bow down right now. Look in the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, as James said. He didn't initially. That's Jesus' half-brother. He didn't initially. But finally, when he took another look at what his half-brother was doing, he wrote the book of Jude. And, man, there's some starch advice and warnings in there. So let's look at, um, at verse 13. And they say unto her, these are the angels now, Woman, why weepest thou? Asked her a question. She saith unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. <laughs> she's still not, 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 she weeping because of what she saw the second time hadn't changed. You know, God don't change. He's the same. He remains the same. When he said, I've risen, don't expect him to go get back in the grave. You can forget that. He ain't there no more. He got up just like he said. So her mind, she still yet haven't caught up with her spirit. Now, her spirit is doing the right thing. Her spirit is worshiping him. Her spirit, man, is weeping and lamenting, you know, and it's sad and sorrowful. Why? Because, you know, he says, you know, he's going to and fro anyway, seeking for such that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So we see what her spirit and her soul is doing. And we also see what her mind is doing. This is why he said, let the mind of Christ be also in us, because he knows the struggle and the problem is always in the mind. And that's why the mind has got to be renewed in the things of God. This is why it's so important, you know. This is why it's so important that we be not conformed to the things of this world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, when you go to a home going sometime and you hear all that noise and people screaming and shouting over there and all of that. But see, that's because they're, they're mourning the dead. They're not, they're not, you know, excited because the person died as a saint, as a saint. You know, so it's coming from their mind because they feel like this is what people do when they go to a, a, a home going. You know, this, this is required behavior. But see, God wants worship. Even in death, he wants worship. He wants to be worshiped because why? He gives death just like he gives life. And if we're going to rejoice, we rejoice because we know for a fact that this person gave their life to the Lord before they died. Why? Because I witnessed to them. Why? Because I, I shared an opportunity with them before they died. And if they family member, they close to me, or they in the church that you passed or whatever, we should, that's one of the foremost things we should have made sure of. So that now our mourning is not in vain. You know, because the Lord delights himself, man. He, he sings over one of his saints that die in Christ. 
He rejoices over a saint that die in him, you know. And so, you know, her, her, her mind is still missing him. Her mind is still kind of freaking out right here. But, man, there's some mourning that's coming out of her, out of, out of her innermost being. So she's worshiping him. Her spirit is worshiping God. Her mind right now is thinking somebody took him. That's where a lot of people are right now. They're trying to, you know, serve God with their mind and their heart is far from him. You know, and I'm going to tell you why in just a second that's so important. So she says unto them, because they have taken him away, and I don't know where they've taken him. So these were not angels like many people talk about angels. You know, you got people got so much casual conversation about angels. But when a real angel from the Lord show up, you will know. They'll share things with you that only God could have shared with them. Uh, they had questions for her. Okay? The questions of these two angels went like this. Why are ye weeping? Number one. Mary's, Mary's loving devotion and confession. Listen to what she said. My Lord has been taken. I love that, man. It, see, see, she had a personal relationship even though she didn't understand the full revelation. But I love her response. My Lord, they have taken him. They had not taken him, Mary, but you got the first part right. You know, See, God, account, whatever you get right, God has accounted as a blessing to you. Abraham believed. God account his righteousness. So you don't have to get all of it right all the time. But just make sure that you acknowledge him in everything that you do in all your ways if you acknowledge him. Can't do that until you submit yourself to God first. And see, she has submitted herself to the Lord. So whatever came out of her mouth after she acknowledged the fact that he's my Lord, he's my God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. See, look, when you submit yourself to God, you're not able to resist the devil and he'll flee from you for a season. That's what James said in the book of James chapter 4, verse 18, James Bible. And so I love this man, you know. She said, no matter, you know, how, how, how much she thought that they took him, I love what came out of her spirit because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if he was in the heart, remember now, in Luke, the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 7 to the King James Bible, what did the angel tell her? So she had put that away in her heart. So she was speaking out of her heart. See, nothing ever changed what was in her heart. Not her stooping down, seeing that he wasn't there. Not her thinking in her mind that somebody had taken him. But see, in her heart, she had put that in her heart, what the angel had told her. That she was going to conceive. She was going to bear a son. You know, she, that was in her heart. This is her son right here now. So she's holding on to this. You know, and it came out of her heart. My Lord, they have taken him. That's why the Bible said we got to hide the word of God in our hearts that we don't sin against God. So even though her mind was in one place, her heart was in the right place. Her mind was still stayed on the Lord. And she's about to experience some peace like she never experienced before. Why? He's going to appear to her himself. That's right. Isn't that something? It was just beautiful, man, to think about this, you know, you know. And so these angels asked her a question and she said, my Lord has, you know, they have taken him. Verse 14 says this. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw, listen to this now, Jesus standing. You know, when you say, my Lord, he going to appear, y'all. Come on, he, he, he waits on his acknowledgement. Soon as she said that, the angel was there, and she turned and looked back, and guess what? The Lord appeared. Somebody need to call him the name of the Lord this morning so he can appear. He wants to appear in some houses. He wants to appear in the government. He wants to appear in some hospitals. He, he can even show up, man, in a funeral home and raise the dead if he decides to do so. That, 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 you know, that, that's how much power is in his name. 
Demons will even fall back at the name of Jesus. When we declare I am that I am said so. He sent me. I come in his name, you know. And there he was standing there, you know. He was standing right there and knew not, she knew not that it was Jesus. So her second startling sight was this. Jesus Christ himself appears unto her. Mary's having a sense of another person being present with her, turned to see and confirm her sense of his presence. The Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's the fullness of joy and pleasure at your right hand forevermore. So when she turned to confirm it, some of us got to need to turn back to the Lord and can reaffirm some things. You know, some people, man, just keep on going, you know, missing the mark as they go forth. You know, because they're still trying to hang on to old things. Some even look back and put their hand to the plow and make themselves unfit for the kingdom of God. But not in her case. She had to confirm this presence. It's time for us to confirm the presence of God. You can't do it unless you look into the perfect law of liberty and understand what to expect. What to expect is what he expects. He expects us to look into the perfect law of liberty and learn these revelations about him. So when these things begin to appear that we don't give man the credit. We continue to glorify him. We continue to say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for that blessing. I thank you for that benefit. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my forgiveness. I thank you for not forsaking me and leaving me. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for blessing my seed, seed and my seed, seed. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all these benefits. I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for this roof over my head. So we don't forget. You know, goes on in verse 15. Jesus saith unto her, woman. Why weepest thou? Now, now check out this transition. First, the two angels speak to her. Then she turned back and looked, and she sees Jesus standing there. Now Jesus is asking her a question. Isn't that amazing? If you deny the first appearance, you will deny the second appearance. And see, it takes faith to believe that that was him, based on what she had learned and what she had been told previously. See, we got to please God by faith. And she had to have faith to believe that this is Jesus now. You know, he, this ain't this Jesus. This ain't no man. This Jesus speaking to me now. So you got to learn when you open up the word of the Lord, it's not just the bishop, the apostle. They can take and twist doctrine and do all kinds of stuff. But when you open up the word and give people the pure, unadulterated, infallible, authentic word of God, speaking the truth in love, you're a voice for God. You're a mouthpiece for God. It ain't you. It's God. It's his word going forth through your mouth. And that word will not return void. That word, his word, not your word, but his word. Not what we add, twist, or put, but his word, you know. Mm. His word. And so Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Why seekest thou? It says, whom, whom seekest thou? And she supposing him to be, listen now, the gardener saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, if you took him, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. See, her mind still trying to catch up with where the rest of her spirit was. You know, her soul was another startling question arises from the two angels. They haven't left her yet. Why weep? You know, who are you seeking? OK, so she makes a false identity claim here. A lot of people are doing that. OK, because they don't know his voice because they are yet to be come his totally because of her tears, because she face because she faced in the wrong direction while looking unto the grave. There are people and times they will uh, purposely look for a other way. Now, notice earlier, what did it say she did? She turned back in the place where they had laid him to see if he was there. 
It, it don't make no sense for you to look for another way. We know there is that way in the man that seems right, but it leads to the way of destruction. A lot of people are looking to another way. They need to turn and look to the look look at the finished work of Jesus on that cross. Sometimes if you look back, it's only to be able to remind yourself of what he did on that cross. That's right. You know, don't look back to those old former things because the Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 9, 62, any man looking back putting his hand to the plow, to the plow now. There's nothing wrong with looking back, but if you put your hand to the plow, Okay, she almost made that mistake. Okay, but she saw Jesus when she looked back this time. So if you're looking back to see Jesus, how he delivered you, you know, we always say, man, when I look back over my life and wonder how I got over. See, I, I pray, I give her credit that she's looking back to see if he's still there. Did I, did I miss him? Did, did, did I look close enough there? Did I examine the, 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 the appearance or the, uh, or the presence of the great? Did I examine it close enough? And look what she saw. Look what she discovered. See, that, see, that's that revealing. That's that revelation. When you're looking for him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, you will find him. Sometimes you've got to look beyond what people say. And there was a gardener there. You've got to look beyond what they say. You know what you're looking for. You've got to be confirmed. You know, you're going to have false prophets, false teachers. You're going to have first ladies. You're going to have the ladies. You're going to have all these people throwing so much information at you. But when you look where you're supposed to find him, you will find him. That's why he says, search the scriptures to find out, you know. You want to know the truth? Look in this perfect law of liberty. It's perfect. It ain't going to lie to you. It's the truth. It's going to be revealing to you, you know. So don't look to no man. She looked to the God. Don't look to no man. Look to God. Look to God, you know. Know those who labor among you, you know. Know those who labor among you. So, you know, uh, while looking in the grave, you know, <laughs> you know, people sometimes purposely look away from God. They look to other things and other means. Verse 16, he says, Jesus saith unto her, she's still having this conversation with him. Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, you know, she recognizes him now. See, if you keep looking, eventually you will recognize his voice. If you were a child of God, he said, my children know my voice. And another voice, they won't follow. She didn't follow the voice of the gardener. She really didn't even follow the voice of the two angels. But this voice, see, this voice, as a child of God, this voice, listen to what she said, Rabboni, which is to say, master. Now, so however, no matter where you look, God is omnipotent. He's all powerful. He's all, you know, he's all, he's all loving, you know, he's all knowing. So he knew, he knew, he knew what she was looking for. And so he gave her what she was seeking and searching for to be, so she could be assured, amen, that he was the risen savior. No place that he is not. There's no place you won't find God. He's everywhere. He's all present. Listen at her sudden great recognition of him. Rabbi master, you know, she recognized. This time, see, she's discerning the voice. Last time, see, <coughs> she had a problem with, rec with the recognition. That's why she looked in there. And if she'd have looked in there with what he had told them was going to happen, she still would have saw that he wasn't there. Nobody took him. It just took a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes a little time to come into the knowledge of the truth. It don't happen overnight for some people. In the book of Psalm, chapter 139, as we move to close here, uh, verse 7 the King, verse 7 through 12, the King James Bible, listen to this. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? David got this thing, man. Oh, whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. And if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. 
And if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. And so here's David, another episode where the omnipresence of God, you know, once once he's risen, I don't care where you go. God is there. He's everywhere. You know, he's all over the place. He he never leaves us or forsake us. And it's in his presence where we experience the fullness of joy and his pleasure that is right hand forevermore. So she, you know, so so she she looking in there for a physical man. She wasn't really looking for a spiritual risen savior. And so if we're going to worship God and serve God and honor God, we're going to have to do it in spirit and in truth. He is risen, y'all. He ain't like man, you know. He has his own identity, you know. He's God, omnipresent, you know. And so David realized this. All of us going to have to realize this. Every believer going to have to realize this. Verse 17 says this. Jesus saith unto her, touch not or touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. I'm still like you right now, you know. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, time to be glorified now and be restored back to what he had before he came, and your father, my God, and to my God and your God. Isn't that what he's telling her? Look at this proclamation he's making. Man, look at this, look at look at this glorified Christ, what he's saying to her right now. Mary, I done got up, baby. That that struggle over. You can wipe the tears from your eyes. You can you can mourn and rejoice now. Because I did what I said I was going to do. I fulfilled the prophecy. You know, and I did it for you. I did it for your brethren. I did it for the whole world. This is, this is my father's love demonstrated. What manner of love is this? You know, that a, that a father, someone will lay down their life. You know, you, know you, can, you can dry your weeping eyes now, Mary, because I've done it. You know, I paid the price. Suddenly, there is another startling sight for her to behold. Actually, this happens to be her third startling sight that she has seen that morning. Why so many? He wants to make sure she recognizes, uh, you know, who he really is. Okay. So she don't follow another voice or a stranger. Okay. This new commission that he's putting on her solidifies who he is and who he claimed to be all along. Stop claiming to me uh, selfishly and uninformed of who I am. There's a lot of people doing that. They have that form, but they deny that power. They haven't had that personal encounter yet. Now go and tell your great discovery to your family, your fellow disciples, your friends, um, you know, my followers, and everybody that will listen to you. And we know what happened, okay? Tell them I have found him. He is alive and he has risen just like he said he would. Come see for yourself. And we know exactly what happened. We know the response. We know the reaction. Why did she weep so hard? For her, it was her broken expression of love, making known to him her adoration and love that day, just like we should every day. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 34, verse 18, as we move to close, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such that be of a contrite spirit. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, the King James Bible, remember David wrote this repentant psalm. It said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. He couldn't despise her. 
He couldn't despise her. There will be no more death of mourning or crying or pain for the old for the old order of things have passed away. Okay? Okay, because that's what we're working for. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in the spirit. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Do not let your heart be troubled. We know the scripture says that. Believe in God, believe also in me. And, and another scripture says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The, 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 you know, it, it says that in the book of uh, let me see, Matthew chapter 5, verse 40, King James Bible. This is the Beatitudes. Jesus is teaching here to his people. He says, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, they shall be coming. This word mourning is an interesting noun, okay? It means an expression of deep sorrow for someone who has died, typically involving the following uh, certain conventions, such as wearing black clothes sometimes as a way of mourning. Uh, she still mourn at, 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 you can mourn at the death of a loved one, husband, wife, die sometimes people mourn, and everybody wear black to signify grief, grieving, sorrowing, lament, lamentation, lamenting, wailing, weeping, sorrow, sadness. Black clothes are worn a lot of times as an expression of grief when someone dies. Uh, if he dies, uh, you know, people mourn by, you know, putting on black clothing. And sometimes when they get to that place where they're actually eulogizing that person, now the real tears begin to flow and you hear the noises and everything. And you know, you know, this is all part of mourning, that expression of sadness, that expression of grief, you know. And so I don't know whether she had on black clothes that morning, but we do see that said that she mourned. Usually this is accompanied at a burial ceremony, you know, for, for us today. A scripture says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 10, the King James Bible says, And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. Okay, so, so it's, it's beginning to spread now. You know, he really did die. He really was put in the grave. You know, so they're mourning now. But boy, to their surprise. Book of John, chapter 11, verse 31, the King James Bible says, The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her. We remember this back then when we went over this chapter. When they saw Mary, that, uh, you know, that she rose up hastily and went out. This seemed to be her habit when it concerns death of a loved one. Followed her, saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. This is when, you know, we remember Lazarus, you know. So it just seems like part of her DNA is, is mourning the, the loss of a loved one, the mourn dead people. You know, again, she got up early, just like she seemed like this is her habit. Seemed like a good habit, you know, when you're attached to someone and you love them. Express that love to them. You, it's okay to mourn, okay? Mourn and grief are the same. And in the book of John, chapter 11, verse 33, the King James Bible says, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, uh, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, you know, and was troubled. This was back then with Lazarus' death. And if you understand he's the resurrection of life, and she did, after she had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him, acknowledge that I know in the resurrection he shall live. Well, see, he's planting a seed in them then, okay, by what is happening now at the grave, you know. Remember now, that now, obviously something was working in her spirit. May not have been in her mind right now, but in her spirit, there were some things brought back to her remembrance that he had said then, and it's taking place now, you know. So the Lord is the here and the now and the hereafter, you know. He's the same, 
Okay. In the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 39, the King James Bible. So if it worked then, the resurrection power, why can't it work now? While she's there seeing that he's not in that grave. Um, again, the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 39, the King James Bible says this. Then Peter arose and went with them. And when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping and weeping and seeing the coats and the garments which darkest made while she was with them. And so here Peter now, you know, he's dealing with people that are weeping and mourning the death. Dorcas, you know, had died, but Peter's going to pray for her and she's going to come back to life. So you see two things unfolding here. You see weeping is a natural thing for dead people that you love. But guess what? Resurrection power is also a good thing. And Peter's getting ready to raise her up by praying, you know. And so we're going to end right there. Amen. So we see mourning, we see weeping, but we also see the fulfillment of the scripture. You know, all these things are new sights and new things that Mary is experiencing. Not only her, but we see that others, the whole clan, all those who follow Jesus, his disciples, her family members, <coughs> you know, don't despise people for mourning because they shall be comforted. It's okay to mourn. <coughs> we just don't have to go crazy with it. Some people take it to another extreme and it's all in their head and not in their heart. But hers was from the heart. We also see what was in her head. She thought someone had taken him away. Temporarily, when you're mourning, sometimes you forget what God said, that you will be confident. That's why sometimes we pray, you know, people. We send our condolences and we pray God strengthen you and comfort you, you know, because that's, that's based on scripture. That's based on scripture. But so, amen. So he's risen. And so we see a lot of things this morning that, that was revealed to her, a lot of things revealed to us. Hopefully something has just stirred you this morning. And so, Father, we come now. We thank and praise you, Lord, for what we learned this morning, Lord God, that Jesus appeared to her, her his disciples. He himself, Lord God, even after angels spoke, Lord, he came himself to affirm and reaffirm to her, Lord God, because of the personal intimate relationship he had with her and her and her family, Lord. She loved him tremendously, God. And now, Father, we see her mind is being renewed because she's actually having a conversation with the Lord because she took a second look. She looked again. She revisited again the place where, God, they laid him and realized right away that they had not taken him, but he had risen just like he said. I pray in the name of Jesus this morning that someone, Lord, right now realize you are rising up in their heart right now, in their spirit right now, that something is taking place in them right now. You're touching them. You're moving. You're breathing on them. And they're realizing right now, God, that you are real, that you did rise again from that grave and yet you are right now drawing those right now that are seeking and searching and looking for you and uh, father i pray that their, their eyes will be looking toward heaven lord god where the blessings come down and they'll not be looking for you in the dead among the dead but god they'll look beyond their present situation circumstances and begin to cry out to you god and search for you god with all their heart that they'll find you is our prayer today so father we pray this word go out and fall on good ground and not return we pray seal it now lord and use it for your glory in jesus name we pray amen and amen all right then